welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 6. We'll start reading in verse 44. Luke chapter 6, verse 44 through 46, and I'll begin reading. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns man do not gather figs, nor of brambles, uh, bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Heavenly Father, we love you. Lord, I pray your word will be delivered according to your purpose and your will tonight, Lord Jesus, to minister to your people, Lord Jesus, and to myself, Lord Jesus, that we draw closer to you, Lord Jesus, and we live according to your perfect word, Lord. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Jeremiah tells us in verse 19 and 9, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked, who can know it? So if we have a wicked heart, a deceitful heart, deceitful meaning a lying heart, if we have that inside of us and it says that out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaketh, what does that say? What is that trying to tell us in his word? Got to be careful what you say. James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. And we like that portion. We like that because we want God to be close to us. We want God to be in our presence. We want to be enveloped in him. But sometimes we struggle at the next part. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. No one really likes to be called a sinner. No one likes to be called or told you're wrong. We like the first half, but we never like the last half where we're sinners. And purify your hearts, ye double-minded. There's something going on with heart here. First scripture I said, there's, yeah, it talks about heart there. The second one talks about the heart, and the third one talks about the heart. What do you think I'm going to be talking about tonight? Hebrews 4.12, you can put this one up, Sister Livy. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow, and is discerner of the heart and intents of the heart. What is your true intent tonight? We know our heart is deceitfully wicked, we know that our, our, our heart is going to display what is in us. I always, I always told myself, you just let someone talk long enough, you're going to know exactly who they are. 
You're going to exactly know what's in their heart. You're going to know if they're a hater or a lover. You're going to know if they're, 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 they're racist or they're not. You're, you're going to, if you just let people talk long enough, you're going to know what's in their heart. And the heart sets the direction of their ship in life. What is your true intent tonight? That is what Jesus Christ is worried about. That's what he is concerned about tonight is not how we dress or how we act here in this service, but he's worried about the intent of our heart. So what is intent? What does that mean? Well, the noun portion of intent means the purpose or meaning behind what you're doing. That is what intent means, and that is what he's looking at, the intent of our heart. Are we here with the right intentions? Are we living for God for the right intentions, the true intent. What are we doing here tonight? Some of you may be asking that right now. What am I doing here tonight? Why am I here? Those that are watching online that are locally are probably saying, I wish I was there. Those that are in the back are saying, man, I wish I could be in the service tonight. But what is your intent? What is your heart really saying that you're just covering up? What is the true intent of the heart? When I was actually just, it was just a few months ago, um, I was having some chest issues, having some pain, Sister Jamie, and just usually, you know, I'll get some pain and there may be like gas or something or something I ate or something like that, and I just got pain, but this didn't, it didn't go away. And it just, it kept coming and coming and coming. And I talked to my wife about it, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a day or two. What's the worst I could do, right? <laughs> um, so I waited, and I, it just it didn't get any better. So I called the, the help nurse, and she patched me through to the doctor because it was at night. And I got an appointment with my doctor to go see my doctor. And uh, get there, and my doctor asks, you know, what are you here for? And I was like, man, I just, I'm feeling better now, but I was having some chest pains a couple days ago. And I just want to make sure my ticker's doing okay. I want to make sure my heart's doing okay. There's not, no leading indicators that something's wrong. And she's like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I explained where the pain was at. And she says, well, that, that's not really a concern in the medical side of things, where the pain was located at, that it's a heart issue. But we will, we will definitely, definitely check you out, make sure. And they, and they brought the EKG machine in, and they, they plugged me into it, and they, they, they checked my heart out, and they said, we had a perfectly normal, healthy heart. We don't see any issues. And I was like, thanks to Jesus. But I didn't know that until I plugged into the EKG. This is our EKG in our life right here, the word of God. The only way we're going to know if our heart is right is if we plug into the word of God to know if our intentions are right in our walk with God. Praise the Lord, Brother Everett. He was about to run the aisles. But we come to a place in our life, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to preach to us. I'm not preaching to the people outside in the streets. I'm not preaching to people that go to, to, to places uh, that preach false doctrine because they're, they're already in false doctrine. I'm preaching to us tonight, apostolic Pentecostal Christians that say they believe this word of God is the true word of God. Those that have been born again, repented of their sins, baptized in Jesus' name, filled the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. They've been living for God according to their knowledge. That's who I'm talking to. Is there anybody in here that fits that picture? Amen. And, you know, I always want to 
start off by saying I do love you all, right? Just I want you all to understand I, I love you all. That way it makes you a little nervous about what I'm about to say. But we as Pentecostals, we, we, we've, we've evolved as human, men, human people um, in our thoughts and in our actions. And I'm not an evolutionist, but we as people have evolved. And as Christians, as apostolic Christians, we have evolved in our thoughts and our actions. We have learned that to be accepted before God, that there's some words we shouldn't say. Let no unclean thing proceed out of your mouth. So we've learned that, but we've come up with different words that I like to say are translatory. That's my word. I like it. I like it. I will use it again. Translatory, meaning it's a word that I'm going to use to supplicate itself or to put itself into that word I used to know use so people don't think I'm saying something bad, but the intention of my heart never changed. The intent has changed. The, the, the meaning behind the word. I, I, I was watching one of those little spoofs that they do on YouTube where, where it was uh, the South versus the Midwest. And I come from the Midwest, so I come where people are normal and we talk normal and everything. And, uh, and I was watching this, and we've used the term here before, and, and, and we chuckle about it, and we, and we, we, we all know the meaning. But... The, the person from the Midwest was, was doing what they're doing, you know, as, as someone that just moved to the South. And the person in the South is like, why are you outside running? It's 150 degrees out here. What are you doing out here? Oh, I'm just getting some exercise. And they're talking. And the lady from the South says, bless your heart. And the lady from the Midwest is like, you just, you just blessed my heart. That is so kind of you. That... That means so much to me that you would take time out to bless my heart. You, you, you really care about me. And the lady from the South is like, uh, I wasn't trying to be nice. <laughs> so you're in the South, and that's not nice. What, what bless your heart really means is this, 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 and this. And we have, as apostolic Christians, we have learned to bless your heart. We love you. I so much appreciate you, but I'll never invite you to my house. I love you. What is the true intention in our heart? What is the intent behind your words? What is the intent about your life living for God? The words we use, the sayings we say, and I know there's a, that fun banter back and forth sometimes, but both people have to be on the same page. Like if I say, your sneakers are dumb, and you say, well, your shoes are dumb too. Ha ha, we get a kick out of it. But if I berate you, belittle you, and hurt your feelings, that's no, that's no fun. No matter how I say it, you can sugarcoat anything you want. You can, make, you, can, you can placate people and make them feel good about yourself and then walk out and say, well, I pulled a fast one on them. I can't stand that person. The intent, that's what Jesus Christ is looking at tonight is the intent of our heart. He is looking at where is our heart. He hears the words we say, but we already know that our heart is deceitfully wicked. Deceit, lying, true intention of our heart. We all, we all need to look at ourselves and, and think of words we may say or things we may 
may do because you know what? The more you do something, more it becomes a habit. They say if you can replicate something seven times, it becomes habit. If you can get somebody to come to church for, for seven weeks, it becomes a habit. It becomes something they do. And we get to be our conversation. The words we use will become a habit. And, and, and it, it just, they'll just start to flow out. And we don't even think about it. Because the intent has become buried. To where we don't even think about it anymore. But the intent is still there. The meaning behind our words is still there. It just, mm, we cover it up. The intent. I want us to think about the intent of our heart tonight. Of where are we really at in our walk with God? You know, I, there's a lot of people that talk a big game about their walk with God. I go back to the first scripture. I said, I, I hear your game. I hear the words coming out of your mouth. But what you're selling me is a pack of apples, and that's an orange tree. I don't get carrots out of that tree. Carrots come from the ground. Like I said at the beginning, people talk long enough. I know your fruit. Now, I probably any invite that I had to your home or to dinner for the rest of this year just got canceled. But that's okay. That's okay. That's the wonderful thing about the Holy Ghost. He's the one that gave me this word tonight anyways, and I don't know what's going on in your heart. But what... But really got, got to me in this one, and where God started dealing with me about the intent of my heart is uh, Pastor Rashidi Collins at uh, camp meeting. He said this one thing. It wasn't really part of his message, Brother Lucas. He wasn't, he wasn't like the title of his message. But he said, what you entertain yourself with, you can't be delivered from. You can pray all you want, Lord, deliver me, deliver me. But if you go back to that entertaining, it'll never be delivered. You'll never get delivered. Because the intent of the heart is there, right? If the intention of your heart is to do wickedness, it doesn't matter how much you pray about it. If your heart's intent to do wickedness, you're not going to be delivered. So we've really got to get into the intent of our heart. What's the intention of our heart? Are we intending to do wickedness? Are we intending to be deceitful? Are we asking the Lord to help us to get that out of our heart by giving us a new heart? We come to church with the intent of making everyone think we're all there, where we have it all together. We, we, we don't want anybody to know our junk. We don't want anybody to know our issues. Yeah, pastors use this reference before, but you kick the dog when you're going out of the house to church. You argue with your spouse and your kids the whole way there. You get in the door. It's like, praise the Lord, everybody. And you act like you're a Christian when you walk in the door. But there's no difference between you and the devil before you got there. The intent of the heart. That's what the Lord's interested in. You don't care how you act in church if your intentions are wrong. If you're out there just to show off to make me think you're saved, he's worried about the intent of the heart because he wants you saved. He wants to spend eternity with you. What kind of a God is like that that would really lay down his own life so that you and I could have eternity with him? He's concerned about us, church. He's concerned about the intent of our heart, that our heart is right with him. The intent of our heart. But yet there are things in our heart that aren't right. A lot of times we come Thursday night, we'll, we'll have our prayer board up here, and if you haven't been to our Thursday night prayer meeting, come to our prayer meeting. If nothing else, you get to put your requests before the body of Christ that we all can join together and pray for your needs. We put a prayer board up here. 
and we will pray for people's healings. We'll pray for people's healing, uh, salvation. Very important. Um, but I have not seen myself walk up here and say, pray for Brother Chase's wicked intentions of his heart. And I know people raise their eyebrows at me and say, ooh, Brother Chase, I, I, got, I got a mirror. I can bring out a mirror if you want to look at some something. Because we all got some junk. And, I, 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 and I'm, I've learned in my ministry that I don't call things out over the pulpit anymore. Pastor does that, and if the Lord tells me to do it, I'll do it on a private matter and not in front of, a, in front of people. But I've, I've had the Holy Ghost tell me some things that just being new in the Lord and the rookie preacher, Brother Lucas, I said it from the pulpit. It was all right. It was 100% Holy Ghost. They needed to hear it, but I should have probably done it in a more professional way. So I've learned that. So the Lord has shown me that, and I'm going to not call anybody out tonight. Because every single one of us could write that on the board. Every single one of us in here have intentions. I don't care how pretty you make the picture. How pretty you paint yourself as being a Holy Ghost filled, you're just all right with God. I know your heart. The Lord has showed me some things in the heart, and there's some intent in our heart that's not right. And He's been dealing with me and my intentions, and it's something I have to continuously work at that my intentions and my heart are right before God. But we focus on the things around us. We focus on, on things that out, are outside of our control. And, and we want to pray for those and ask the Lord to do, fix that and to, and to take care of that. But we never want to really just get down a buckle and fix the things in ourselves. It's like if we want to get delivered from the wickedness, we got to stop the wicked actions before we get deliverance. If we have hate in our heart, we got to get rid of the hate before we can get delivered from hate. That's what we have to do. Because if hatred is the intent of our heart, you have hatred in your heart. And we have got to get that intention to hate others out of our heart. It's very important. But too many of us, us as I say, us as a whole, we like to harbor our hatred. We like to harbor our, our, our offenses, our, our, our grief, our anger, our wrath, our, our malice. We like to harbor that, and we put that in a little box down here called intent. And anytime somebody kicks that box... We want revenge. We want to get back. We we want we want to we want to we want to show this person what a real Christian can do. Because we got that little box of intent. That's not holy. It's not righteous. It's not separated unto God. It's wickedness and deceitful. And we live with that and we have learned to live with that. And when we go to the altars and pray, this is the little box we don't repent of. This is the little box we carry to bed with us. This is the little box that causes marriage problems. This is the little box that causes division in the church. This is the little, this is the little box that causes families to be destroyed. Because you harbor things in your heart, Vinny, towards your mom. And you just need to forgive her. I'm just using you as an example. Because God didn't show me anything with y'all. So I can use you as an example because I know you won't take it personal and get offended and just storm out of here. But Sister Cynthia, will you pray for these two? <laughs> but there's sometimes that as a young man, I don't care if you were 50. No, I don't go too old. If you were 20, your mom was 30. That work? Okay, so she had you really young. She's still your mama. Still your mama. Your daddy is still your daddy. Always. 
show that respect and love for them. And even if your mama and your daddy make you mow the yard when you're 20 years old, say, yes, I'll do it. 21 years old. How old are you? 20? Okay, I got it right. And you do it with the right attitude because it's the intention. If you allow a seed of bitterness get in your heart towards your family member or to a loved one and you do not fix that seed of bitterness, it's going to grow. And as it grows, it latches onto other things that happen in your life. It starts to latch onto offenses. It starts to latch onto anger and it starts to just reach out. It's like those vines when you go walking through a trail or into a forest and you look at this big, beautiful tree and there's vines all choking it out. That's what it does. It just kind of gets everywhere. So you got to get those intentions out because Jesus is looking at the intention and he's so emphatic about it. He says his word, his word is there as a two-edged sword to cut that stuff out. This word, if we would really truly get into the word of God and read it and pray about it and let the word of God speak to us, he will lead us and guide us into all truth. And he will show us things in this book, and he's going to call us out. He says, you pretend to be this way in front of people, but I know the intention of your heart. You come in here, and you act all like you're on fire for God. You want to run the aisles. You want to jump out, and you walk out the door. And the next thing you're doing is you're carrying on that hateful argument with your spouse that you walked in with. And you didn't let the Holy Ghost do anything in your life. And that's one thing that really concerns me about apostolic Holy Ghost-filled people is that we become actors and actresses. When we come into the stage of church, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. I cannot stand, Brother Jose. Oh, hallelujah. If he says one more word about the way I bounce back and forth, I'm going to kick him. The intent. Jesus knows the intent. And if our intentions are wrong, all the running and dancing and jumping is for no avail except for exercise. Because he does not receive it one bit. You think that's just messed up. Go back to the Old Testament. What did God do when somebody brought an unclean sacrifice to the altar? What did he do? He rejected the offering. What did he do to the people? Study it out. See what he did to people that brought a bad sacrifice to his offer, offering. The intention of the heart is so, so important. Because we can put on whatever flair we want to, depending who we're with. We come into church. All right, I picked on y'all. I picked on you. I picked on you. Brother Clifton. You're in the back, so you're, without, you're not swinging range here. We come into church. We're one way. We act like a Christian when we're in here. And then we walk out the door, and we talk bad about everybody else. We talk bad about our brothers and sisters, depending who we're with. You, you, you go out in this world, and, and you're hanging out with your friends, and they may be, oh, man, you know that, that Pentecostal church, I think they call them first church, but they're so confused. They got Pentecostals vacaville in their building. They don't even know what church they go to. You, those people are whack. Those people are crazy. And your response is, man, they, they are, man. They're whack. 
they like dress funny, they, they talk funny, they, the women do weird things with their hair. What's the intention of your heart? Bible says that you're either hot or cold. What's he going to do with that person straddling the fence? You got you to make a, every one of us, we always like to focus on the young people, but every one of us, we need to have a made-up mind. We need to be sold out. We need to be sold out to this truth. We need to be sold out to our God. We need to be sold out to our, the oneness of our God, the baptism in Jesus' name and filling of the Holy Ghost, the need for repentance. We need to be sold out on holiness and separation unto Jesus Christ. We need to be sold out. And if we are sold out, that means when we walk outside these doors, when people come up and say, these people are crazy, I was like, well, you know what, but I'm one of them. And if you want to know how crazy I get, come see me at 2 o'clock on a Sunday. Invite them to church. Because most of the people that I have encountered, they're they saying those things because they're not making fun of us, so to speak, even though they are, but they're curious. What makes you different from these other churches? The intention of our heart. We have to be sold out. Man, Brother Lucas, you guys were into Holy Ghost when you sang that song. When you guys started to practice that song, I was like, man, man, they're walking in the Holy Ghost. We have got to be sold out, and we can't, fake that we can act like it we can say we are we can do all the things to placate our own imagination and those around us but jesus knows the true intent and he will reveal the fruit of your heart in due season i have seen it i have unfortunately been acquainted with it and i've heard it a lot i see people like my land they gotta walk with god Man, when they step behind the pulpit, they are on fire. The Holy Ghost is working through them. They can walk off the platform and never miss a beat. And then find out that it's just, that's just a show. Just a show. And God, with his mercy and his grace, he, he doesn't knock us down right away. He will send some preacher like me in here and say, what's the intention of your heart? Are your intentions right in living for me? Are your intentions right in your communication with your friends? Are your communication right to deal with my people? The intention of our heart is so important to our Lord and Savior. And I know there's many people, ah, he's just, it's just grace and mercy. And he loves us. And that's all true. It's all true. But he also say he chastises those he loves. That means if you need a whooping, if I need a whooping, he's going to do it because he loves us. And if he has to send it through the word, through the preaching, or through your prayer time, or through your Bible reading, he is going to do it because he loves you so much, he doesn't want to see you lost. So what is the in true intention of your heart tonight? Are you thinking about it? Are you analyzing? Are you looking into those dark corners that you, as the owner of the heart don't even want to go anymore because you're scared there's things you just don't want to talk about in your life there's things you just don't want to touch in your life things in your past that just they're, they're still troublesome in your heart they're still hurting you they're still bothering you you haven't forgiven them so you just just let that door stay closed and when jesus comes knocking on your front door knock 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 he's like oh yeah jesus you can step inside the door but that's as far as you can go 
Because if you come in any farther, you're going to find the intent of my heart. Like he don't know your junk before he even knocked on that door. What is the true intention of your heart tonight? Are you here because someone's making you be here? God knows. Are you here because you're sold out? God knows. Are you here because you really want to be? God knows. You know, when I first got in church, I, and I say, I, and I kind of grew up going to church, but when I really got truth, I wasn't perfect. I'm still not perfect. Way, way far from perfect. So I'm not asking you to be perfect. Well, I'm not doing that. But something God spoke into my heart when I was freshly born again, Brother Jose's, he spoke to me and he made me make this commitment. No matter what is going on in my life, I never skip church. No matter what. I was single at the time, but it don't matter. If my wife is driving me crazy, hog tire, throw her in the car, put some good duct tape across that mouth so you can get prayed up in the Holy Ghost as you get here. Walk in here and you have a Holy Ghost shot down. It says no matter what, you get to the house of God because that's the only way you can be saved. You can't be saved with a grudge out there. And he hit that so hard. And I, I will remember that there were some things I did as a new convert that weren't right, Sister Cynthia, that just weren't right. And I'd wake up and there's no way I can go to church. No way I can show myself in the, in the house of God. And then the Lord will speak that into my mind again. No, you're going to go to church. We already had this conversation. You're going to get up. You're going to put your clothes on. You're going to go to church. You're going to sit on the pew where you sit. You're not going to sit in the back. You're going to sit where you sit. And I'm going to preach to you. And you know what? My pastor and my God, they are like on the same social media page. Because I'd walk in there, Sister Cynthia, and Bishop Alvarez would preach right to my business. And I'd like... And as I've grown in the Lord, and as I've matured in the Lord, you know what, Sister Cynthia? I come into this church, and pastor starts preaching my business. I'm like, come on. What, what social media page are you got? Are you guys texting each other? How does he know my business? But God knows. And he told me, if you'll just keep coming to the house of God, I'm going to talk to you. Because I know the intentions of your heart are right, but you got some stuff we got to work out of it. And as long as we have right intentions, Lord, I know I'm a mess up. I know that I've got my issues. But my intentions in my heart, Lord, are to serve you. My intentions, Lord, are to be pleasing to you in my decisions. Lord, I know I have failed you, but, Lord, my intention is right. I want to be there, Lord. I want to be true to you. I want the true intentions of my heart to be revealed. And if they're revealed, God can work with you if you have the right intentions. You know, but I'm cold. God can work with you. You're hot. You better be hot in the Holy Ghost and not just putting on a show because God knows. So I encourage you, if your intentions are wrong, be cold. Repent. Get your intentions right. Get hot. But don't, don't, don't mess with God. He don't He don't play. You're going to straddle that fence. You're going to get slivers. And he ain't going to mess around. He, the word of God says he will. It's like that nasty chewing tobacco. It's exactly how God thinks. Yeah, ooh, it's nasty. 
The intentions are very important. Have you, have you ever heard the term, uh, good in, he had good intentions? And sometimes you get caught up in the conversations like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you sit back and you think about the situation where somebody said, oh, he had good intentions. He didn't mean to call you those names for real. He, he, he didn't really mean to disrespect you and say those hateful things to you. Well, that's coming from his heart. Because if you have a clean heart, wickedness can't come out of it. If the intentions of your heart are right, wickedness can't come out. It's impossible to get oranges from an apple tree. It's impossible to get wickedness from a clean, righteous heart. So if wickedness is coming out, there's issues still there. And God will sit there and he will work through us through the preached word of God to reveal to us where those intentions aren't right. All right, I'm almost halfway done. Praise God. Actually, Brother Lucas, you do so well playing. Uh, if you would come and start playing. The Bible says in Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. As we stand tonight, and I get ready to close, seriously, I'm getting ready to close. I want our prayer to be, search me tonight, Lord. We come in here, and we should have repented before we started service. Our heart should have been right before we even got to church. Our intentions should have been right before we got to church. That Our intentions should be right all the time in our walk with God. We don't want to have uh, inappropriate intentions in our heart towards God or towards one another or towards the church or towards his truth or his word. We should come ready to receive the word of God. But I know if you're human just like me, there are some things that God's still working out of me. I'm not perfect, and he is still working on me. And if I live to be a 1,000 years old, Brother Stephen, for another 1,000 years, well, not quite, for another 960-some years, he will still work on my heart to get me to where I need to be to get with him. Because I want my intentions to be right. But Psalms 139, 23, 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Lord, I want you to search me tonight. I want you to search my heart tonight, Lord Jesus. I want my intentions in my heart to be, I don't want to have ill feelings toward a brother or sister. I don't want to have hatred towards somebody. I don't, I don't want, Lord Jesus, to to be the way I used to be, Lord. I want the intentions of my heart to change, to be what you intended to be, Lord Jesus. I want you, Lord Jesus, to search me tonight and reveal to me, Lord, where I need to change. And I encourage you that when he shows you that you change, get those intentions that are not of God out of your heart. Get that deceit out of your heart. Stop playing the games with God. Get that wickedness out of your heart. He can get rid of that, but you've got to make the decision because he can't deliver you from something that you are entertaining yourself with. Clean up our heart. Search me tonight, God. As we come around these altars and we start to pray and seek the face, we don't need any praise singers tonight. We'll just have the music. I want us all just to seek the face of God tonight and have him search 
our hearts. Know my heart, God. He know You know everything about me, Lord Jesus. If there's anything in me that is wicked, if there's anything in me that's unclean, if there's anything in me, Lord Jesus, show me, Lord Jesus. Please have mercy and grace and work with me on it, Lord, to help get it out of my heart, Lord Jesus. Because I want, Lord, evil intentions out of my heart, Lord Jesus. I want wicked intentions out of my heart. And I want to have true intentions in my heart towards you, Jesus. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Search me, God, and know my heart. Know my thoughts, Lord Jesus. Try me, Lord Jesus, to know if any wickedness lies in me, Lord Jesus. Try me, Lord Jesus, to see if any evil intentions, Lord, are residing in my heart, Lord Jesus. Try me, Lord Jesus, so that I know where I'm wrong. Search me, Lord Jesus. Search me tonight, Lord Jesus. Shine your holy light, Lord, into our darkness, Lord Jesus, of our heart, Lord Jesus. Lord, reveal in us, Lord Jesus, that there's any wicked or evil intentions, Lord Jesus. Lord, let there be healing, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Healing balm, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Go over our hearts, Lord Jesus, to heal us, Lord, from the hurt from our past, Lord Jesus. Lord, let us stop playing games. Let us stop playing games, Lord Jesus, and just be real with you. You know our hearts already. Why do we play games? Why do we want to straddle the fence? Lord, I need you to search me tonight. Search me tonight. Lord, there's a group of people here tonight that want to be right with you, Lord. They want their lives to be right with you. They want their heart to be right with you. Speak to them tonight, Lord Jesus. Show them, Lord Jesus, Lord, where there's room for improvement, Lord. Show them, Lord Jesus, where there's room for healing in their heart. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray, Lord, they'll fall upon you. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.